Our good friend Adam Azer always tells me, Heath, when you're hosting, you must start the show with energy. I've got energy today because it's not a four-game slate like that terrible, terrible slate we had to deal with last night. Mike McClure, are you happy to be back to normal DFS? I am happy to be back to normal DFS. I just hope one of my players doesn't get ejected for throwing a punch tonight. I mean, I think you should get fantasy points for punches thrown and punches landed. Absolutely. Now, maybe the NBA would not agree with that, and we like to keep the NBA happy, so we won't do that. I'm Heath Cummings. He's Mike McClure. This is the Sportsline DFS Podcast. We've got an 11-game slate, and you already said it, Mike. The story of the night. What's your question? Russell Westbrook or DeMarcus Cousins or both? Now, you faded Russell Westbrook last night to a certain extent, just here on the show. I'm sure you had a little bit of exposure to Westbrook. He was very good. Now he's on a back-to-back going to face the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, in theory, with Jimmy Butler and with Tom Thibodeau, would be a very good defensive team. They are not. That has not been the case at all. Yeah, not a not really the, the defensive team that you would think that they would be. The hey. uh, the interesting thing here for Westbrook though, last night after the game, he left the arena before talking to any media last night. He was not pleased. Yeah, not happy at all. And I mean, who could have ever seen this coming? You take somebody like Russell Westbrook, who clearly never has any trouble with anyone, never wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, not a grumpy guy at all. You pair him with Paul George and the ever-loving Carmelo Anthony, and we've got chemistry problems. I don't know where this came from. Yeah. Shocking. Very shocking to me. Very shocking. Uh, you referenced Boogie. We're going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins a lot. The reason, when we get to the major news, Anthony Davis, doubtful. He got hurt trying to dunk. Something. Yes, it wasn't uh, wasn't good. Who is your must-play? I normally take the must-play first because I want to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. But since I'm quasi-hosting today, who is your must-play play of the night for this 11-game slate? Wow. All right. I'm going to go with Bobby Portis. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Miritich, doubtful. Uh, they're listing it as an illness. I don't believe that at all. I think he's about to get traded. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for Portis to shine. I do think that they're going to need his athleticism tonight against the Knicks. Uh, so I like Bobby Portis. As a nice mid-range value play tonight. Now you were all over the Bulls on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and with Portis and Denzel Valentine, they both showed out very well. Are you playing both Portis and Valentine again, or are you just really looking at Portis? Uh, I will probably have pretty heavy exposure to several Bulls players tonight. Uh, they'll be one of my favorite team stacks. Uh, so yeah, I, li- I like the Bulls a lot. A lot of very good plays. Like on, on Tuesday's show, we talked about your. You're blocking this guy into your lineup. You're locking this guy into your lineup. And we could say that with confidence because you only had eight teams to choose from. It's going to be less locking into lineups and more I want exposure to this guy because this is the type of slate where you're playing a lot of lineups and you're going to have a lot of different combinations. I am going to go ahead and answer the question for you, though, Mike, and say my must-play play of the night is DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. And don't you like the way that I just, like, one night I've got Chris Paul without James Harden. The next night I've got Russell Westbrook on a four-game slate. Now I'm going with Cousins without Davis. Captain Obvious over here, Heath Chalk Eater Cummings. But you said it. DeMarcus Cousins, almost a 40% usage when Anthony Davis is not on the floor. Not a good matchup. Marcus All, very good defensive player. Memphis, very good against centers. 
I don't care. With 40% usage, he should be priced at 13000 Oh, definitely. He's, uh, he's definitely one of the top plays on the slate. And like I said, between, it's between him and Russell Westbrook for the top overall play on the slate. It is very difficult. I mean, I think it's basically impossible on DraftKings and very difficult on FanDuel to play both on a slate this big. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, the only way that you're going to play both is if we get the right kind of new injury news. Right. Uh, one thing that we'll be looking at again is Damian Lillard. Uh, if Lillard's out, I think you can't really ignore Napier. He's only 4,200. He's priced down for this matchup against Chris Paul. Yep. Uh, so it really depends. You know, if, if the injury news breaks the right way, I do think you can play both. Uh, but I, I don't think it's something you're prioritizing with this many games. Well, I'm just going to say it. If Damian Lillard's out, I'm playing Napier. I'm not, I'm not going to far, so far to say I'm not ignoring him. I'm, I'm playing Napier. I, the, the opportunity is excellent. I know it's not a good matchup against Paul. I don't really care. You said we're going to watch the news. Let's just get to the major news. Anthony Davis, doubtful. We already touched on that. Damian Lillard, questionable. He was ruled out early yesterday. So I think there's a chance that he plays in this game on Wednesday night. Yeah, so I look at it two ways. I look at it, yes, there's a chance. Or if he was ruled out so early yesterday that they know that he's just not close to returning. That's possible. Um, so, you know, I think it's really, honestly, it's a coin flip. Because it's an injury that he returned from once, got banged up a little bit again, and, you know, is out again. Uh, so I honestly have no idea at this point in the day. Blake Griffin is out. Uh, you mentioned Miritich, downgraded to doubtful. We don't think he's really sick. We think he's leaving town. Dallas playing there on a back-to-back, third and four nights. Also, we have Oklahoma City on the back-to-back on the road. So we'll want to watch to see who's resting. Do you think Dirk sits? Um, I think Dirk could sit here. And even if he doesn't sit, I don't think he's playing more than 21, 22 minutes. I think they're really – I just don't think he can do it tonight. Right. Uh, so that, that's something to watch. There may be a little fatigue with, you know, Harrison Barnes and some of the guards that play bigger minutes. Uh, so maybe, you know, we saw Yogi Ferrell play a little bit more last night. Uh, I think that he's kind of a sneaky little play today. It's just, there's so many plays on the slate. I'm really not very pleased with Dwight Powell from last night. Uh, he got 22 minutes, which is a little lower than I was hoping for. But just 12 FanDuel points in that game. And his first stretch on the court, he did not record a statistic. He had a zero. And I thought, wait, it's the second quarter. Is Dwight Powell not playing? No, he played. He just didn't do anything. But that being said, if Dirk is out tonight, Dwight Powell's 4,200 against Charlotte. I'm probably going to plug him into my lineup. Uh, I might. The thing is, is you got Bobby Portis, who's only 4,900. So maybe you're going to play both, but... You know, my must play of the day, Portis. I don't, I mean, even if, even if Dwight Powell starts, I'm probably still playing Bobby Portis over Dwight Powell. Wow. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree with that. Uh, we did forget a very important part of our show, and that is the stay away. I know it's your favorite part of the show, stay away of the night. I'm going to go ahead and give mine first. Okay. Because I have a feeling that maybe you're not ready to give yours. And I'm going to say that I'm staying away from Steph Curry tonight at 10,500. I think you're either going to pay a little bit more for Russ at 11-1 or you're going to pay a, or you're going to pay a little bit less for Chris Paul. I'm not going to play Steph, especially since we're expecting Kevin Durant is going to return tonight. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. Um, and you know, to that point, I probably wouldn't play Kevin Durant either. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, First game back. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just, you know, it's really easy. You just fade the best team in basketball. 
Just right. stay away from the Warriors. Let's Nobody f- wants to have the highest scoring team in basketball and the, the team that scores all these fantasy points. Right. So we've got the Warriors projected for 121 points tonight, huh. uh, which is the highest on the slate. So let's go ahead and fade all of those players tonight. That, this is how you make money at NBA DFS, folks. Heath Cummings, Mike McClure, helping you out on the Sportsline DFS podcast. Speaking of Sportsline, let's head over to the NBA odds and go through tonight's 11-game schedule it's a doozy. It is. There it, are a lot it, of games, uh, a lot of value all out there. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one, but it's going to be one where you're definitely going to have to pay attention to the news tonight. The highest over-under of the night is the latest game of the night. It's the Clippers at the Golden State Warriors. Mike just told you, though, we don't want to have any exposure to the highest scoring <laughs> game. No, that's not necessarily true. I don't like Steph in this game. We don't necessarily like Durant. Who do you like? Or do you like anyone in this game? Uh, I think you gotta look at Draymond Green, especially in tournaments here, knowing that Blake Griffin is not going to play for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so Green won't get thrown out. That's nice. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that significantly reduces the risk there. Uh, but I, I definitely like the spot. I mean, who for the Clippers is gonna guard Draymond Green in the spot? No one. Nobody. I mean, obviously the usage is gonna drop a little bit having Steph and Durant on the floor. Uh, but when that usage drops and you've got 11 games, I would suspect that the ownership level is going to drop significantly too, right. especially with guys like Bobby Portis in there. So I think Draymond's a really good tournament play tonight from this game. And I'm not so sure when you're playing Golden State that the best plan isn't just to not guard Draymond. No. Like just he's such a good passer. He's such a good creator. If he's outside the three-point line, just let him shoot. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I don't want anybody else on that team shooting. I think you have to consider going back to Sweet Lou Williams. Yes. Uh, his price has gone down because it's not a great matchup. Uh, he'll probably face Clay Thompson for most of the night. But his price is down to 7900 His usage is still going to be way up there with Griffin out. But I think Williams is a decent option at the shooting guard position. Yeah, I like Lou Williams a lot here. The issue for me is just there's so many shooting guards tonight, too, that you can choose from. Right. Uh, but I do like Lou Williams. I think that if I'm playing him, I'm actually probably playing him in a tournament lineup where I'm going to be using Draymond. I'm going to kind of get them both in the same lineup there. You know, we didn't talk about positional depth at the top, but you just brought it up at shooting guard, and it's ridiculous tonight yeah. because there are options, especially at the top, especially over $7,000. Eric Gordon, Drew Holiday, C.J. McCollum still, assuming that we don't get Damian Lillard back. Lou Williams. There are a lot of options, and I don't I don't know that it's particularly deep in terms of cheap guys that I want to play. Right. But there are a lot of guys at the top that I want to play. A lot of guys in there. It, um, on this slate, is there any position that's not deep? Honestly, no. I mean... I don't love the top of small forward. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm probably not paying up at small forward tonight. Right. Um... So yeah, I think that small forward probably does have the least depth, uh, which is to be expected usually. Uh, even with this number of games, I just don't think that, you know, we're not paying up for Durant. I think that it's really hard to justify spending up for Giannis in this spot. Speaking of Giannis, the second highest over under of the night. Great segue, Mike. Orlando Magic at the Milwaukee Bucks at 219.5. The Magic. Second night of a back-to-back on the road. We've got a lot of those on this Wednesday night slate. You don't necessarily think you're going to pay up for Giannis. I agree with you. How do you feel about – and first off, how do you feel about Aaron Gordon getting 
starting on the bench last night because he was being disciplined for missing team rules. I would have liked to have known about that uh, <laughs> three to four hours before tip. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't pleased with that at all. But his uh, price has fallen down to $7,600, and we're presuming that he's not – he did start the second half of that game. Yeah, I assume the punishment is over. Okay. So are you interested in Aaron Gordon or anyone on the Magic? Yeah, I am interested in Aaron Gordon. I think that he's going to have – I think this is one spot where you're going to get 12 – Maybe 12 or less percent ownership on him. Right. Just because of the number of games and the value at the position. So yeah, I do like Aaron Gordon quite a bit in this spot. I, I, as much as we talked about the value at shooting guard or not value, but the, all the plays we like in that seven to nine thousand dollar range, I don't think I'm probably playing Middleton. No. Middleton's not in consideration for me. So we're not playing Middleton. We're not playing on it. This is weird because we generally spend a lot of time talking about how we want to focus on these games with the highest over-unders. And we've talked about the highest, Clippers at Golden State, and it was kind of lukewarm. We like Draymond and Lou Williams a little bit. We got to the second highest, Orlando at Milwaukee, and we're pretty lukewarm on this one as well. Yep. That's not, like I said, it's it's kind of a strange slate. Let's move on to the third highest over under the night, unless there's somebody you think I left out there. Uh, no, I think that, uh, I think we've covered everyone. I mean, you could, you know, we could mention Malcolm Brogdon. He's going to play right. some minutes. You know, Orlando is near the bottom of the league in defensive efficiency. Uh, but again, just at that position, I, I don't see any way that you're plugging him in your top five lineups. Well, this isn't going to make you feel any better about things because the third highest over under of the night, the Atlanta Hawks at the Denver Nuggets, 215.5. When I created my first lineup of the night, again, didn't have anybody from this game either. I will say the Hawks are the worst team in the NBA against the center position. Jokic has not been consistent at all lately but we know that his ceiling i mean he just showed it to us in his last game 59 against the golden state warriors he can do i mean he can can win you a lot of money is he tournament only play yeah definitely tournament only play i don't think there's anyone in this game that's a cash game play tonight um so explain this to me because we've got these three games with over-unders over 215 and we're just kind of like meh I, it's it's a great night to play tournaments tonight. That is uh, that is all I can say there. Um, is is so there's nobody from the Hawks you're really interested in? No, not really. Um, I, I'm going to say his name again because I'm the only one that ever says his name. So um, I think you have to consider Urson. I I don't hate it. I I mean I totally get it. But with again for me, I, I'm not playing him over Bobby Portis tonight. So. Right, but you're gonna have to play two two you power do. forwards on FanDuel. Yeah, you do have to play two, but I, uh, I I'm not super excited about him. Not super I, excited about him. I, I get, I, you know, I get why you like him. He obviously has upside, and so, he's been pretty consistent lately. Yeah. Around thirty fantasy points. He's under six thousand on FanDuel. I he's not as exciting on DraftKings because he doesn't do a lot of things. Right, but I I understand. So we're going to get into the game that Mike is going to be a little bit excited about, or at least start to get into the games that Mike is going to be more excited about. Portland at Houston with an over-under of 214. This is where it's at, right? Um, Maybe. I don't. <laughs> For me, I mean, it really just depends on uh, Damian Lillard. Right. Uh, if Lillard does not play, I mean, it's going to be another situation where you're probably just going to have to lock in Shabazz Napier just like we have been recently. Right. Um, you know, McCollum would obviously get a bump again. You know, this is yet another team that 
is on the road on the back end of a back to back here. Right. Um, which is a little concerning after, you know, after them playing last night against Oklahoma City. Um, you know, and then, you know, of course for Houston, I mean, Chris Paul's in play pretty much every time when James Harden's out. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to have some Chris Paul exposure for sure. I, I believe, yeah, I'm going to say it. He is my favorite point guard over $10,000 on FanDuel tonight. Wow. So you prefer Chris Paul over Russell Westbrook? I prefer Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook. Wow. I, uh, I mean, I can't argue with it too much because he's got the upside. He is rested. Russ uh, is in a bad mood. That, that's why I like Russ. <laughs> that's a fair um, point. That's a fair point. He, we could get angry Russ tonight. Yes. Uh, angry Russell Westbrook is probably one of the best DFS players in any sport. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Eric Gordon. Three of his last four, at least 34 fantasy points. He has a 55 and a 43 in that stretch. I thought he was overpriced on FanDuel in his last game and said that I wasn't going to play him. Yep. He met value. Of course he did. His price has fallen $900 on FanDuel. He's down to 7100 Do you have his DraftKings price there as well? Uh, I do not have his DraftKings price with well, me yet. It's almost like I didn't tell you I was going to ask for that. Yeah. Anyway, I, th- I think Eric Gordon, it looks like he's basically the same price on DraftKings, $7,000. Yep. So I think he's a pretty good value in this matchup. I think he's a good value in this matchup. I just, once again, so many guys at the position. Right. Uh, which, which is a good thing. You know, if you find a guy like Eric Gordon that you absolutely love. Right. Don't, in my opinion, don't be afraid to click that lock button and just lock him into your lineups tonight. Uh, because I think that's where your edge is going to be. If you've got a guy that you're confident in in that position, knowing that there are eight options, you're going to get reduced ownership on that guy. I have no problem going all in. So for you, if it's Eric Gordon, right. I would go all in on Eric Gordon tonight. Another guy on this Houston team, and this is not somebody we thought we were going to be talking about even two weeks ago probably, but Gerald Green kind of been on fire since James Harden went out. And he's still just $4,500. He's very cheap. It is, in my opinion, it's a pretty difficult matchup for him. Right. Uh, depending on who guards who in, in this spot. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm not but in love with him, but... He's mostly playing with the second unit, right? Yes, he is mostly playing with the second unit. Um, but I, I do still think it's a pretty tough spot. My question for you would be, do you like Gerald Green over Denzel Valentine? I think I could see a situation where I'm playing both. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I could definitely see that. If, if you had to pick one, though, would you play him over Denzel? I, assuming that Miritich is out again, I would go with Denzel. Okay. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, but I do think it is close. Uh, the more I look at Gerald Green, and my, my real issue with Gerald Green is just, you know, being a data guy here, we it's still a relatively small sample size that we're dealing with. Right. Um, you know, it's... Finally getting into the, you know, I can't argue that he wasn't in game shape, but, you know, you're finally getting into the point where he's actually played a few games. I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see some tired legs at some point, if it's going to affect the shot. Um, so I'm not ready to say that I'm going all in on Gerald Green. Tonight. So we've talked about Napier. We've talked about Paul Gordon. We've talked about Gerald Green. McCollum gets a bump, assuming that Lillard is out. Is McCollum, like, we've, one thing that's happened, I feel like, with this shooting guard position is we keep saying... Yeah, he's okay, but it's such a deep position. Is McCollum one of the guys you actually like? Or is this, again, yes, but there's so many options? For me, it's a yes, there are so many options. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. There, there's there's one guy that we're going to get to in this next game 
And this next game has a ton of value. We'll just jump into it. New Orleans at Memphis, over under of 213. We're expecting Anthony Davis is not going to be playing in this game. And so that makes DeMarcus Boogie Cousins my must play of the night. But he is certainly not the only one that benefits from Anthony Davis's absence. And I think one of the guys you're going to talk about here is Drew Holiday at 7,100. Yeah, Drew Holiday is the guy that I think you should probably be close to locking into lineups tonight. I prefer him over Eric Gordon. I like him over C.J. McCollum. Uh, so he's definitely my number one shooting guard tonight. Uh, the interesting thing to note here, if you look at Sportsline, and uh, you can kind of see the opening lines and where, the, where they're at now, uh, this game has come up almost four points on the total so far today. That's interesting. Without Anthony Davis. Without Anthony Davis. And uh thing to note is it's a pretty high total for a game involving Memphis, especially on their home floor. Right. Yeah. That, that, very, very good point and always good data to look at on the Sportsline website. There's another shooting guard in this game, though, Tyreek Evans, who is basically a point guard. Tyreek is basically a point guard. Uh, if you like a little bit of the revenge narrative, he did spend a little time with the Pelicans. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do think this is a good spot for him to show out here, as they like to say. I like Tyreek Evans quite a bit in this game, too. You look at his FanDuel game log, and over his last eight, his worst game is 38 FanDuel points. That's not bad. That's his worst game. At 8,300, that's pretty great. And he's got a 62 in there. Yeah. The thing that I, I want to caution a little bit on is uh, Andrew Harrison is expected to return tonight. So that might take Tyreek off the ball a little bit tonight. Uh, I think that the pace of play is probably going to take care of whatever he loses from a few possessions where he's not the primary ball handler. Right. But, I, you know, I think this is going to be a spot where this is going to be a very competitive game. Uh, looking at the, the trends, some of the trends on Sportsline, if you look at the game previews, uh, I like to look at how the teams perform against the spread on location. The Memphis Grizzlies are only 7-13 and 13 at home against the spread. Wow. Now the Pelicans. We're used to the Pelicans being good at home and getting some of the friendly calls, friendly uh, scores keeping at home. They're actually 12-8 and eight against the spread on the road for 60%, making them one of the better teams in the NBA on the road. Huh. Uh, so I think this is going to be a pretty competitive spot with New Orleans losing Anthony Davis. So this is an overtime candidate. I'm going to go ahead and call that now. Wow. This game is my favorite game of the night that could go to overtime. So if you're building 20 lineups, three of them might be Pelicans, Memphis stacks. Yes, I will. One of my lineups for sure will have a stack of this game. Um, you know, if you head over to Sportsline at the end of the night, you'll be able to see exactly how many of these guys I've got in my lineup. But I can tell you it'll be at least two of them for sure. Moving on down the list now, away from, unless, is there anybody I left out? We talked about Drew Holiday. We talked about it, DeMarcus Cousins. We talked about Tyreek. Etwan Moore. Three Twan. Three Twan. So Three Twan has been moved to the small forward position on FanDuel. Yes. So now he is in that same range as Denzel Valentine and Gerald Green. Okay. So they're, you know, like we said earlier, it's tough to pay up at small forward because of all these guys. But yeah, you could throw Etwan Moore in there. I think that he's a very similar player to, uh, to Gerald Green in this spot only because of the volume. You know, we've seen the spot where he's going to play 35 minutes. Right. So yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I was kind of looking forward to you talking about the perpetually disappointing Dante Cunningham. Absolutely uh, not. He actually isn't in my player pool. Not. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got a script written that actually removes Dante Cunningham from the player pool. That is outstanding. I kind of wish the NBA would do the same thing. 
So we will move on from this game, and we've got OKC at Minnesota with an over-under of 212. It seems like you're a little bit more optimistic about Russell Westbrook than I am. In fact, I think you get a little bit of a, a, a sparkle in your eye. Yep. So you're in on Westbrook tonight. Uh, I will definitely have exposure to him. Uh, you know, it's really difficult to say at this point if he's going to be in my primary lineups or not. Oh, right. But I do like Russell Westbrook tonight. The The thing that is still the most interesting to me in this game is the fact that Jeff Teague is now questionable to play. Uh, so if Jeff Teague does return for Minnesota, that's going to change some of the usage rates for guys like Butler and Carl Anthony Towns in this game a little bit. Uh, and really, if he plays... I'm a little worried about the chemistry after him being gone for so long and coming back, you know, because mm-hmm. we've seen the way, you know, the Wolves have changed the way they played a little bit without Teague. Uh, so I think it's going to take some time for them to adjust coming back. So that's what I'm really looking at here in this spot. You knew he was hoping he doesn't come back as Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is definitely hoping he doesn't come back. Teague, tonight. something about him makes Andrew Wiggins not be able to shoot. Do we think Teague is better than Tyus Jones at this point? Like for the, for the team? Uh, I'm not necessarily sure. Yeah, I th- I thought it was a bad idea to ever get rid of Ricky Rubio, but then yeah. you look at what Utah's done to Rubio and made it look like it wasn't that bad of an idea after all. Um, so you like Westbrook? Like Westbrook? You're a little nervous about Minnesota? Yeah, I want to I want to know news on Teague before I commit to doing anything on the Minnesota side. Of the We're world. not really interested in Carl Anthony Towns matching up with Stephen Adams, are we? Not on this slate, you know. Five six games, yeah, there's some interest, but with eleven games, I think it's tough to uh, to pay up there. Okay, let's move on down here to the next game. And now we finally get to some of the early games. We've got the Dallas Mavericks on that back-to-back third game in four days against the Charlotte Hornets. Over-under is 210. Charlotte, a seven-point favorite. And I would assume that number's growing. Um, yes, they opened at minus six. They're up to minus seven. Um, yeah. And over almost sixty percent of the action is coming in on the Charlotte Hornets here. Uh, I think this will probably be a game where it might be up to minus eight by the time this tips. Right. Well, and I, there is some speculation, I'm sure, of who is Dallas going to say they're resting. We don't think the entire Dallas team is going to play tonight. Right. Yeah. I think that. I mean, Dirk is obviously the the most likely rest candidate. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see anybody else that's going to rest. I think it's going to be Dirk. That that's probably it. One of the many smart things you said on Tuesday's podcast was that you were interested in the Dallas point guard, specifically Dennis Smith Jr. He put up thirty nine Fanduel points. He's just fifty eight hundred dollars matched up in a, a so so matchup against Kemba Walker. Are you interested in DSJ again tonight? Uh, yes, I am. I'll tell you the scenario where I like Dennis Smith Jr. the most. And that is if Damian Lillard is out and we know the public is all going to flock to Shabazz Napier at 4,200. Uh-huh. I think it's going to drastically reduce the ownership level on Dennis Smith Jr. because then people are far more likely to pay up for Russell Westbrook if they find that value. Uh, so I think that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to have a great opportunity to return some uh, tournament value tonight if Damian Lillard does not play. And I know I know that's weird and kind of a difficult concept. I, no, I like sometimes. it. I like it. But I think that's the scenario in which I would play Dennis Smith Jr. Is there anybody in this game you're really interested in besides Dennis Smith Jr.? Um, I think that there's some interest in, you know, tournament only, but Dwight Howard is interesting, but only over on DraftKings. Uh, he's 7,700 on DraftKings. I think that's a pretty fair pli- price. I think he's probably a lock for a double-double in this spot. Uh, right. so oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, that, you know, and certainly with some upside. 
Um, you know, you know, Dallas is tired and really who's going to guard him. Right. There's a, there's a one in six chance that he outscores Boogie tonight. Well, I mean, he's not going to outscore Boogie, but he could. He's 7,700. Yeah. And, you know, the good thing over on DraftKings is you've got that multiple position eligibility where you could very easily play both guys if you wanted to. Well, there you go. That makes it even easier. You're not going to give me that. Was a, let's just get the odds set then. Cause I said one in six. You just completely scoffed at me. Is it 10 to one? No, no, you're, you're accurate. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. You're okay with moving away from this game, aren't you? It's yeah. kind of gross. Absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, if, you know, if you're looking to, to maybe place a wager on that game, just again, keep in mind that the Dallas Mavericks are on the second night of a back-to-back, and it is their third game in four days on the road. And you'd want to do that early before the line continues to creep up. Yes. Okay, moving on. We have the Chicago Bulls at the New York Knicks. You said you were going to be heavy on the Bulls tonight. We've already talked about Bobby Portis. We mentioned Denzel Valentine's going to be in the lineup at small forward. The Knicks have had a lot of trouble defending the point guard position. They have. I don't particularly like Chris Dunn being $7,900. That seems like too much to me, even with the way he's been playing lately. He would have justified it against the Rockets, though. He, he did. Uh, he, he's actually been worth that price. Uh, I, too, don't like it, but I, I just wish he was 8500 8600 where I can kind of rule him out. Right. Uh, I do think that he's, you know, this is a really good spot for him. Uh, you know, probably a tournament-only play, obviously, at this point. Right. Uh, just because it, it's so loaded there. But, man, Chris Dunn has been so, so good for them. Uh, you look like even at, you know, at this price, he's been over 5X almost 50% of the time. That's good. Uh, that That's a very, very good number. Now, he's 8,300 on DraftKings. That's an easy stay away, right? It is an easy, easier stay away. Okay. Um, I actually think that I like him more on DraftKings if we're talking tournaments. Uh, he is a triple-double threat. Right. He's a double-double threat, obviously, if he's a triple-double threat. So you get those bonus points. You get the bonus point for the made three. The turnover penalty is less over there. Uh, and I think that he's far less likely to be used by the public over there on DraftKings. So I, I think he's a very fine tournament play tonight. Now, we've seen the Knicks play a lot faster lately, right? A lot. A lot faster. Chris Stapp's Porzingis is $9,500. We should definitely see more possessions, at least. I don't know that the pace necessarily helps him, other than the fact that he gets more possessions. Uh, Porzingis a good tournament play? Porzingis is a great tournament play tonight. Uh, well, you know, one thing I mentioned on the show yesterday that I, uh, consider and look at is I look at the players just at their standard deviation of their fantasy point performance. And Chris Stapp's Porzingis has the highest standard deviation in his performance of any player on the slate tonight. Wow. Thanks. That, that makes Davis him a great tournament gone. player. So that makes him an absolutely fantastic tournament play tonight. Uh, Michael Beasley, questionable tonight. Okay. If Beasley doesn't play, one, you know, one thing Michael Beasley does when he does play, Shoot. he shoots the ball, he has use, a usage rate that puts him in like the top 10 in the NBA. And Michael Beasley, you know, I love him, you know, K-State guy here, but right. Michael Beasley should not have a top 10 usage rate in the NBA. No. And that's good news for Porzingis if Beasley sits here. Okay. So I love Porzingis in tournaments. Absolutely. We're going to move through these last three games probably a little quicker. Maybe not the very last one, but Utah Jazz at the Washington Wizards. Do you care? Um, I mean, I think you got to consider Donovan Mitchell. 
Okay. I think he's a good tournament play. But other than that, but no. But it's, again, it's at that shooting guard position right. where we've got 17 options. Yeah, it's uh, you know a loaded position. I think that if you're using him, I'd probably recommend it over on DraftKings just where you can get more of the guys at his position and kind of load up over there. Right. Um, but yeah, no real interest in this game. I mean, I hate to say it, John Wall's going to burn me at some point. Like right. He's going to, he's going to have that 60 fantasy point game here real soon. Um, but, but with, with Westbrook, Curry, and Paul all on the slate, it's difficult to play him. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think there's any way that I can play John Wall tonight. Okay. Guess what? The Miami Heat are on the road on the second night of a back to back. I've heard that a couple times today. They absolutely are. Over-under is 205 in that game. They are at the Indiana Pacers. I don't love the idea of Whiteside and Miles Turner going at each other tonight. Um, well, the good news for you is Miles Turner has just been ruled out. Breaking news here on the Sportsline DFS podcast. Uh, so it looks like Turner's going to be out for two games. Uh, Sabonis is going to start. Uh, that's good news for Hassan Whiteside. Uh, is it? Because does it, I think it definitely is when he's on the court. Yeah. But they have shown against smaller teams that they will just go smaller and not, not play Whiteside as many, many minutes. Okay. James Johnson threw a couple haymakers last night That's and true. he is not, most likely not going to play. We don't have any word yet, but if I was a betting man and I, I tend to like to bet from time to time. Right. I think that James Johnson will be suspended for tonight. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, obviously they still have Kelly Olenek, but. Whiteside or Bam, one of those two guys is still going to have to play close to 30 minutes. Tonight. Right. Oh, for sure. I Maybe both. I will also say this team was already without Justice Winslow. And Tyler Johnson is questionable and might miss this game too. He, he missed on Tuesday. Yep. Um, they started Derek Jones Jr. They did. On Tuesday night. He's 3,500. I'm presuming he's going to start again. He played 28 minutes against Toronto mm-hmm. and does some things besides score. Had five rebounds, two blocks, and an assist. If you're looking to punt small forward, he's there for you. Yeah, he's an interesting punt option. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be going there tonight. I might. Uh, it really just depends on you know what we're doing with the studs. Uh, the real question for me is with Bam and Hassan Whiteside, uh, they actually spent uh, a good chunk of time together at the same time on the floor last night. Yes. Uh, and they looked pretty good. You know, in that time when they were doing it. So Bam is only 3,700 on FanDuel at the center position. That would be a bargain. Uh, he put up 55 fantasy points last night. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, it is. He, he may not get five blocks every night, but you take away the five blocks, he still right. scored 40 fantasy points without blocking a shot at 3,700. Yeah. Um, if he does that again, can you afford to pay up for DeMarcus Cousins? On FanDuel, it's going to be difficult. Very. Oh, if you do, you're going to lose. Yeah. To whoever plays BM. But I don't think that many people are going to play BM. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I think the only way get, we're going to see heavy ownership on BAM is if, uh, James Johnson does get ruled out early in this right. game. I think that that's going to bump it up to that level, but yeah, I think, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is, man, that's going to, that's tough. That's a real, really tough call for me because I do like BAM tonight. We are going to finish up with the Detroit Pistons. At the Brooklyn Nets, we've talked about this before, the Nets really struggle against bigs. Andre Drummond is not Boogie. Nope. He doesn't have the same upside that Boogie does, but he's $2,300 cheaper. And I think he's one of my favorite center plays tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely uh, definitely hard to ignore. 
There's nobody on the Nets that's going to get Andre Drummond in foul trouble. There's lots of rebound opportunities. Yes, he's they, going uh, to get a double double. They're yeah, they're going to miss some shots. Um, Drummond's going to get a double double. Will it happen in the first quarter or at the end of the second quarter? <laughs> I would guess he has that by halftime. Yes, and I don't. I don't necessarily think that Detroit's going to just run Brooklyn out of the building in this game. They are two point favorites. Yeah, uh, that's actually what you're seeing there. Is Vegas is giving a lot of respect to Brooklyn? I know they're on their home floor. Uh, they're still not very good. They're without some of their better defenders tonight. Right. Um, you know, Damari Carroll is still out. And, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell obviously still out for them. And Alan Crabb is, uh, doubtful. So that, that's going to free up some minutes there though. Uh, so that, you know, with that rotation a little thin, I'm kind of surprised that they're, uh, only two point underdogs here in this game as I would project them closer to seven or eight points. So you, so you're, uh, you're, you're liking the, the, uh, Pistons tonight. I'm liking the Detroit Pistons tonight. And if you head over to Sportsline, we've actually got an A pick on this game. I'm going to give this one away for free nice. because I like it so much. Uh, our projected final score here is 106 to 98. Uh, so we, we have a pretty strong A pick on Detroit minus two at this point. Uh, go ahead and jump on this as early as you can. I think you're going to see some late line movement here, and I think Detroit's going to be favored by four or five by the time this game tips. Nice. I like it. Well, helping people win money in all kinds of different ways. Is there anybody else you like in this game, Detroit at Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about another uh, value small forward play since we don't have enough of those on this slate. Let's okay. talk about uh, Joe Harris. Um, oh, for sure. You know, he's, he's going to play the minutes. You know, the opportunity's there. He's actually been very consistent. Yeah, uh, you know, is you know, for someone in that value spot, uh, Karis Levert, think you got to look at him again too. A uh, little tougher matchup, you know. The thing that I don't like about some of this for like Levert's upside is having guys like Andre Drummond on the floor really mm-hmm. hurt rebound opportunities. Right. Uh, so that that's something to keep in mind. But I think Karis Levert's a fine tournament play, and then Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I mean, you know, he's got upside. Before we get out of here, I've kind of put together my start of a lineup mm-hmm. with some things you've said, some things I've said, we've got two spots left to fill out here on FanDuel. So we've got Russell Westbrook and Dennis Smith Jr. at point guard. Nice. We've got Drew Holiday at shooting guard. We have Denzel Valentine and Derek Jones at small forward, Bobby Portis at power forward and Boogie at center. Wow. That leaves us 56 50 with shooting guard and power forward remaining. Who is who is your second favorite shooting guard besides Drew Holiday? I guess is my question. Well, for me, it was Tyreek Evans, which may, may not work. That's not going to work with, with what you've got there. Um, man, so after that, do you I, like McCollum, Gordon, or Donovan Mitchell better? Uh, probably Eric Gordon. I think that it just feels wrong not having some exposure to the Houston Rockets in this spot. So right. I, I think that I, I'm going to go with Eric Gordon. That leaves us 4,200 at the power forward position, which is pretty easy. If Dirk is out. Yeah, if Dirk's out, I mean, you look at Dwight Powell. You know, other than that, you know. We're rebuilding the lineup. Yeah, we're most likely rebuilding the lineup. I I will say there's one guy, if you want to punt tonight. Uh Uh-huh. David West. David West. You're going to see. So if you roster David West, what you're going to see is the ownership level is probably going to start with a zero or a one. It might end with a zero, too. And it might end with a zero. (laughs) But... The Warriors are heavy favorites in this spot. And when they're heavy favorites and playing well, David West is going to play 16 to 18 minutes. When he plays 16 to 18 minutes, he's going to score 24 fantasy points. 
Yeah. I, I think he's got some upside there. So, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think he's capable of playing 25 minutes. Okay. But I think that David West is a fine little tournament play here. Let's just hope that Dirk is out. Yes. No, we're, we're certainly <laughs> hoping Dirk is out so we don't have to rebuild that lineup. But if for some reason you see that lineup when you got Russell Westbrook, yeah. Marcus Cousins in there, I, I think David West is a fine little play at, uh, power forward tonight. I, I like it. I like it. And it leaves you 500 if you need some flexibility for later. I mean, who could lose money with Derek Jones Jr. and David West in the same lineup? It's not even possible, I don't think. No, it's a lock. I mean, you're, you're printing money every time you do that. That is a winning combination. Listening to this podcast is a winning combination with something. That's going to do it for our Wednesday edition. Tomorrow's slate, we were complaining about a four-game slate. There's four games, but one of them's in London, so it happens at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. So we're going to have a three-game NBA slate. That's terrible, but we're going to add in some NFL playoff DFS coverage to kind of fill the void because we can't talk for 30 minutes about a three-game slate. It's awful if you don't want to do it. Thank you for listening, Mike. Excellent work. We'll talk to you tomorrow.